You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Broadcasting from the Blanchestan Center, this is Phoenix FM. This is 92.5 Phoenix FM, community radio for Dublin 15. Hey everybody, it's JB Jeremy Borash and you are listening to Daryl O'Connor on the... Welcome to the Wrestling Rewind. The only wrestling podcast by fans who don't hate wrestling. Hello everybody, it is Phoenix 92.5 FM. Welcome to Wrestling Rewind. My name is Daryl Connor. This is, of course, the show after WrestleMania. No, wait, this is the show after SummerSlam. No. <laughs> uh, and, um, yeah, welcome to the show. Uh, I'm a little bit flustered because Comic-Con is this weekend. And we're doing our first panel back, which is uh, scary, to be honest with you, but it should be all right. If you guys are there, please do pop in and say, hey. It will uh, be- and also, Brock Lesnar turned up at his house with a forklift and tipped it over. So he's... Yeah, yeah I'm a little bit, sh- a little bit shook. Um, so yeah, do, do pop over and say, hey, and it will be up on the feed as well. Also, please go over to nerdtoknowmedia.com or the wrestlingrewind.com, where you can find links to all the shows, how to contact us, the social media the Twitter, the Instagram, all that kind of good stuff because, Martin, it's been so long and so hard for people to actually contact us because I realized it, everything is everywhere and now it's neatly in two URLs that people can go to. So I don't want to hear any excuses. If I don't start hearing emails from people or tweets from people, I'm going to be very upset because I know you listen and you have no excuse. So nerdtoknowmedia.com, com, everything is there. Anyway, that, that that's an invite the next one will be a threat exactly exactly <laughs> <laughs> we've asked nicely we, we won't keep asking nicely well ladies and gentlemen you heard him in the background he's the one the only the undefeated one and oh mr martin Herty. how are things martin grand i'm very excited about tonight um uh, tonight as you know dar is my last podcast with you but uh I'm going to do a Ric Flair and uh, I'm going to be doing my last podcast with you for the next 25 years. 25 years. <laughs> just, just before we started the recording, uh, I saw a tweet from Ric Flair that uh, him and Andrade Alidolo have yet another match this weekend in Puerto Rico. So like uh, 24 hours or what, what is it? Uh, no, maybe just a week after his his huge um farewell pay-per-view that the whole pay-per-view called <laughs> rick flair's last match <laughs> rick flair as another match he is just the carniest of all carnies you know i i, I expect you to bleed now and i expect you to freak make a heart attack and then a run-ins and you know for start for... elbow dropping my t-shirt oh Okay, I know you haven't seen it. We talked about it beforehand. So, folks, if you haven't seen it, and for anyone who's listening, Ric Flair had his last match last week, which was literally called Ric Flair's last match. It was put on by Jim Crockett. Not, um, not, what's your man's name? Everyone hates Jim Crockett Promotions. Jim Crockett Promotions. Which but I yeah, didn't even know was still around. Yeah, but Jim Cornette apparently was involved in the booking of it. Or else I'm getting confused. 
Was it Jim? Pro- look, I don't look that up. Hold on. So it's Jim Crockett Promotions. That's the company that, like, Jim Crockett Promotions used to do, um, like, wrestling. They had a couple of territories back in the yeah, territory I, days. That's it. I thought this was. I thought that was done, and for some reason, my that, brain read it as a uh, yeah, Jim no, Cornette. Is, Jim Cornette. Right. So last week, Ric Flair had his last match on a paper called Ric Flair's Last Match, run by Jim Crockett Promotion in Tennessee. Okay. Oh God! We, we now, now know that by last match he just meant most recent. True. So the Wikipedia article is quite interesting, right? Ric Flair lost his first retirement match against Shawn Michaels in 2008. He would later wrestle on the Hulkamania, uh, let the battle begin, and then TNA. And he has since come back only to only to wrestle. Sorry, has said he only came back to wrestle after the match with Michaels because he was significantly in debt and regrets having done so. So. What does he do? Comes back. <laughs> I mean, what an insult this is. Like, fair enough. There, there was no... Uh, Michaels wasn't there. Taker was there. Mick Foley was there. Uh, uh, Bret Hart was there. Bret Hart was there, which was surprising. Well, both Foley and Hart hated Flair. <laughs> like, Well, maybe that's why they were there. And Tony Schiavone was there as well. <laughs> they were all there to see him day in the ring. Well, here's the thing. He he did fake a heart attack at one point, so it was like, maybe you know, maybe this is it. But like, you know, I I didn't even know this was happening. First time I found out this about this, like something popped up on YouTube or memes popped up first because that's how you usually know something happens. And then a video popped up on YouTube saying I watched this so you didn't have to, and it's it's awful, like real bad. I mean. Well- Apparently the pay-per-view wasn't bad. There was like the guns were there, which was cool. They took on the wolf. Like the actual undercard was quite good. Uh the guns versus the wolves, which is class. Um Davy Boy Smith Jr. took on Killer Cross, which wasn't great. Um but John I mean Gresham was there. He was. And then there was uh Jerry Lawler was there with, with Double J as well, cutting promos. And then there was a you know, apparently a pretty good triple A four corners match as well. So, like, the show was good. They didn't need this. <laughs> the Ric Flair match. They didn't need the... And I'm like, fair enough. They probably got more buys than they would have at all. Well, in, in terms of buys, apparently it was one of the most successful indie pay-per-views ever. Yeah, because it's false advertising. Well, yeah. <laughs> <It's> a... <laughs> Although, but, but as, <laughs> you know, as, we've, as we've established, last match means... Most recent, the the next pay per view will be Rick Flair's Rick Flair's final match. I look, if Rick Flair died, he'd probably still come back and wrestle. They I mean, I, and, okay. And, you know, now, all joking, Dragon. all joking, Sorry, as, all joking aside, right? Who wants to see this? <laughs> who wants to see another one? Who sorry? Who wanted to see this? I mean, I was happy enough. When he retired in WCW, when we took, you know, <laughs> 22 years ago, right? I was happy enough when he retired in WWE 18 years ago. I was happy enough when he officially retired in 2008. And I remember this talking point being, oh my God, this was awful when he wrestled Hulk Hogan in 2010. Who, who wanted this? Like, who said, you know what? You know. Do you know you're, what you're, you're, you're a young kid there, Flair. We're gonna we're gonna make you a star. 
this is this is all Vince McMahon's fault because he wouldn't book the goddamn Flair Hogan match when they were both in their prime and he had the chance. And now they've been trying to capture that for for the next thirty years. But like, okay, so the match itself, again, I have actually seen it, right? And I also saw a breakdown of it that I initially watched before seeing it. And there was a good, you know, if it had been like a four minute match where, you know, they fall over a little bit and then he puts on the figure four and they have a big celebration. And he walks off into the sunset. Grant, you know what? Probably would have been okay. It wasn't that. It was 27 minutes oh. of, of a man bleeding all over the place. Falling everywhere and faking a heart attack, which again could have been a heart attack. Um, <laughs> I I I hate Ric Flair. I mean, I really do. And I was watching. I and I, I know that's shocking to people. I mean, it. He's now. I would rather watch David Flair. <laughs> Right, right. Hold, hold up there. No, 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 no. Don't no, no, stop me. I know what I'm saying. I know what I'm saying. At least he was entertainment. He was entertaining, and he and he retired with dignity. Now I know he died, but he still, <laughs> he still, he still retired with dignity when WCW ended. He didn't show up in WWE and try to, you know, retire again. But man, he did actually. The last, the last thing we've seen of David Flair in the WCW shows is. Is actually the really the one really good thing he ever did. Where do you know where he's hiding out in the house? Yeah, and uh, Tony Schiavone comes around over and cuts the promo, and he and gives him the cold pizza. He's like a goddamn tweaker. He's <laughs> it's just... amazing, it's amazing, best thing ever. Yeah, it's bloody great. It was the best thing ever. And again, if you guys haven't listened to that, check a couple of shows back where we, you know, we talk. I can't remember what pay per view it is. It's it's somewhere in WCW two thousand. Um, but man, I mean, I I was watching because. Obviously, we're not going to cover uh, the next WCW show because, you know, you didn't watch it and I <laughs> just can't cover at the moment. There's so much going on. So we're going to just do SummerSlam on the news. But when I was watching that, the main event has Ric Flair coming out and cutting com- uh, like doing commentary. And I just have such disgust listening to him because you're like, everything you're saying is lies. Because he's talking about how, you know, he doesn't want to, you know, he's he's happy enough for retire and, and, you know, he's done everything. And you're like, you continue on for 22 years. <laughs> it's, it's proper lies. You know, 22 years so far. Like, <laughs> like we say, he has another match. We we have no idea how how long this is going to go on for. How, how, um, how irresponsible is that? I mean, look, I'm sorry, right? If you're if you're Andrade, right? Or even in the ring, right? Lethal, Jeff Jarrett and Andrade carried that match, right? Uh, last last Saturday or Sunday, whenever it was, the 31st. And Rick just bled everywhere. And he was carried to the segment. And, like, the man tried to do figure four leg lock and he basically passed out. He won the match with his shoulders down. Technically, it should have been a draw. So, someone at Dynamite actually had a saying in the audience. Yeah, it that should said, have been a draw. Rick's shoulders were down. Rick's shoulders, and it wasn't even like they were kind of. He was so exhausted, he literally couldn't do it. Right? I don't know how those three men and Karen Jarrett can sit there and go, "You know what, Rick? Let's go." Still got a kid, you know? (laughs) It's like maybe they should be like, "No, just don't." Here's the thing, right? So 
it, it took what it took to take Vince McMahon to retire. Rick had those similar things allegedly, and still, still there. <laughs> it's, it's like, what's going on? Like, the, I'd, say, I'd say what happened was the police landed at his door to read the charges to him, and every time the red one out, he just went, woo! Or he just bled on them. <laughs> and he just kept going, woo, until they, they just left. <laughs> I, just, I just don't understand this, man. I mean, it's irresponsible. And if Rick does die in the ring, which... It's, I mean, at this stage, it seems it like it's his goal. I, that's what it seems like. I look. I, I look. He's allegedly get it, but even still, I would argue with someone. And go, was he? How? He stopped being a legend when WCW finished, in my opinion, because everything he's done since has been tarnishing that legacy to the point that he gets in the ring, bleeds everywhere, falls over. Everyone feels sorry for him, and then think, no one says, "Don't do it." I think my thing with Flair is, you know, it's probably a generational thing. Um, I I never understood the hype around him, but again, I didn't see WCW in the eighties. I didn't see the NWA. I didn't see you know the the huge battles that you hear about that he had with you know the likes of Terry Funk and that. Um, like my initial introduction to Ric Flair was sort of the brief stint he did in WWF, um, and. I mean, I just didn't see what was what was the best wrestler in the world about him. Um, and like I say, I'm happy to admit it's because I I don't I'm not familiar with the work from his heyday. But uh, I'm a wee bit like yourself. He's he's just never been someone um, you know that that I've personally regarded as you know one of the best ever. Again, probably at some point. Yeah. Probably at some point. He probably was. And some people say he absolutely was. How dare you say there was. It's like, for example, some boomer was talking on Facebook today about how they love Iron Maiden. And I'm like, Iron Maiden's a terrible band. They're, they're singles <laughs> band. They've never made a good album. They make good singles. And they're like, oh, Saint Anger's bad. I'm like, no, Saint Anger's bad from a production standpoint. The songs are actually stronger. I would listen to Saint Anger all day, you know, the version that I listen to, rather than one Iron Maiden album because the songs are weak. And here's the thing, you say that some people, some people's heads explode because it's a generational thing. They're like, oh, how dare you? And you're like, no, listen. You gotta stop and 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 you gotta you gotta put put it down. <laughs> you gotta put it down and say, right, in, in hindsight. Put the, put the gramophone down. Put the gramophone down, right? But I mean, th- this is like the wrestling boomer thing, you know, where people will be like, hey, yeah, and you're like, yeah. Ric Flair probably was awesome, but he's done so much damage to his legacy at this point. Where it's like, okay, Terry Funk, right? Yes. Terry Funk would be an equivalent. However, Terry Funk made people. He showed up for a reason. He didn't just show, here, Rick, get this. Stop marrying people. <laughs> well, like, stop marrying people. And then maybe you won't be in financial. Like, n- does no one say to him, listen, man, you have 12 wives or something. Yeah. How many do you need? <laughs> like, if he, half he wants your one, family are in the front row. It's he like, wants one Charlotte, for every world title reign. Does Charlotte not say, listen, Dad, can you stop? Like, can you just, I'll give you the money, right? I mean, is no one saying anything? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm getting I'm getting upset here. I, it's, I don't understand it. I'm just watching this whole thing and I'm like, this poor man, this poor man, you know, 
And look, yeah, again, no, and that's all I see. I don't see him as a 16-time world champion. I don't see. I see him as this poor man who you tap his head and he starts bleeding. Well, the the thing about the Terry Funk comparison is, once Funk was over the hill, right? He 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 kept coming back, but he came back in, you know, lower mid card or opening match. WCW hardcore ten minute nonsense. Now the, do, or, the do, yeah, look the WCW stuff. Again, you know, or, yeah, but I'm talking. I'm talking specifically when he came after the Japan stuff, and he went into WWE with Mick Foley. He also, you know, did the Chainsaw Charlie thing, but then would do, you know, made a bunch of stars in ECW. Basically, created ECW on his back. Yeah, sub, you know, and then with Sabu and all that kind of stuff. Then he went went to WWE, did the Chainsaw Charity thing, was an agent as well. So he did a bunch of things there, and then went and did the nonsense of WCW. But, that but, never but ta- that's what I mean. Once he kind of knew himself, he was past it, or past his prime. Like that's what he did. Mm. He didn't insist on being, you know, the main <laughs> event, the top level. You know, going toe to toe with the with the champions. Like he, but, like, uh, he, like, he knew where he his abilities fit in you know the card. What, but you know yeah. what was okay? Here's what I would have done, right? So Rick coming out with the big big gold belt, obviously he loved it. He looked like he was having a great time, right? Why did he need to wrestle? They still could have had this, the this, the farewell to Ric Flair, right? Yep. Well, why didn't they do that? Yeah, they could have had a match for the... You know who's to blame for this? You know who's to blame for this? <laughs> Apparently Conrad Thompson brought up to Mick Foley... Mick Foley's last match. So Conrad is still pushing this that they should do this. It's like, do you want them crippled? Oh, no. do you want them you know, dead? Like, I'm sorry. Like, I love wrestling. So do you? But I'm like, this is irresponsible. Do, do you, the only thing I know, I think. Like, hold on. Do you not think I don't want a Triple H last match? If he gets in the <laughs> ring, he's dead. <laughs> like, I'd rather Triple H not be dead than see him wrestle. They should give him all the belts. But I mean, <laughs> just I, just cause. Well, I mean, he's 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 the creative. He, he runs WWE now, so I mean, he has all the belts. But well, what, you know, what about that gown we talked about last week <laughs> that looks that looks like you're draped in all the belts? But like, you know, that's the thing. You know, I just, I just, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't mean to keep going back to this. I just, I can't get over the fact that nobody is there. I watch that, and we're like, right, we need more of this. <laughs> We need we need to ruin all the legacy of these people who've done more than enough. Like I well, look, I don't want to the, see McFoley in a, in, a, in a match. I've seen that. You know where he's seen it? Impact. It was terrible, oh. and that was thirteen years ago. Sorry. Why are they watching? What? Someone tell me. <laughs> Can someone well, tell me? The thing is that now, and I don't know anything about Puerto Rico or the good people of Puerto Rico. I'm sure they're lovely. Um, Probably. I'm only going by what I have read in other people's books, like Mick Foley's book, Bret Hart's book, um, Chris about, Jericho's book, about Chris Jericho's book, yeah, Dirty Mattel's book, about <laughs> what, uh, what the wrestling industry in Puerto Rico, yeah, at least was like. It doesn't seem like the most scrupulous place in the world. So you know, if Ric Flair hobbled up to them and said, "I got one more match in me, brother." <laughs> Woo! They were like, "Yeah, sure." Yeah, but I mean, he can say that, but <laughs> is no one around him taking him aside and go, you know, like, okay, Ric Flair wasn't alone in this. He had other co-conspirators, you know, Mick Foley, 
the Undertaker. The Undertaker not be like, listen, man, you gotta, you gotta stop. Like, did no one say this to him? It's like, oh, I don't know. Again, and this way people go, oh, Ric Flair's great all the time. I'm like, right, he probably was. But this, this has done so much damage to his legacy that all you can think of is this. And it's, it, you know, it's like when people talk about Metallica, to go to back to the thing. Metallica's been a bad band longer than he's been a good band. <laughs> and the more albums they release, the further that goes down, you know? So people, I know people who hate Metallica because of what they released. And I don't really hate them all. I think they're great, but, you know. I, I thought Death Magnetic was pretty good. So did I, yeah. But some people, you know, the damage that they did by not breaking it up or being side <laughs> projects. Saying Anger again, I would listen to Saying Anger oh, <laughs> constant. no, but not the recorded version. Holy, that, that snare, the minute it hits you like this. Oh, Oh, hold on. I've got a I've got a pen cup here. That's better. Mic that up. There you go. <laughs> Mic that up. But uh, oh man, I mean, look, folks, if if you think I'm being hyperbolic, watch it. Watch it, and you'll just feel sad. Like you'll what? just it, it, it's upsetting. It's upsetting to see this because it's like I, I just I'm puzzled that nobody stepped in for this. I'm puzzled that Conrad Thompson, who again should know better. Is there a pushing? Oh, we need more of these last matches. It's like, no. They retire for a reason. Like, I don't know. It's just baffling. Well, I mean, baffling. Conrad's like, Conrad's a bit of a grifter himself. You know? I tell you what, Conrad, you go in the ring, bleed everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> you know, have a good I, time. I, I'm, I'm surprised. I'm surprised Conrad didn't jump in the ring in the middle of the match to sell, uh, what did he sell? Insurance or <laughs> bloody uh, financial advice or whatever it is. Oh, man. I mean, it's just it's horrible it really is it's like there's that point where the fan and the reality needs to step in you know someone needs to be the adult in the room and it's kind of funny that Vince McMahon for all of his copious amounts of sins that may or may not be true (laughs) um, and are getting worse by the day he at least had enough sense to go no Rick stop think about that you're you're done think about that this is Vince McMahon, the man who would, would would you know do anything for money, would would have enough sense to say at a certain time, no. I I feel bad for Andrade Alidlo and all of this. Like he's yeah. he's probably in a position where you know, he probably feels like he can't say no. You know he can't upset the the wife's father, but he's also in a position where he's like, uh, oh Jesus, she is never going to forgive me if he dies in this bloody ring, you know, with me. And that's probably going to happen. Like, like genuinely, like imagine the awkwardness where she, where he's like, "Oh, sorry, honey, we killed." Gr-, you know, or they don't have kids, do they? Do they have kids? I, I don't I don't know. Uh, I don't think so. Imagine. Well, if they did, like, sorry, yeah, we we, we killed your grandfather. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Like, I, 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 I killed him. Superplex. <laughs> don't know why we thought it was a good idea. <laughs> he's held together he's, by duct tape and he prayers. He just shattered. He shattered like like pottery. Oh man, just. Poor, poor. It's guy. actually when you said um, when you said uh, it, it probably won't be his last match. He'll probably do a match from Beyond the Grave. I I got this image of Have you ever seen that footage of Kenny Omega wrestling the blow up doll, <laughs> and he bounces around the ring throwing the you know, but he, he does it so well that it looks like the dolls throwing him around. I could see poor Andrade having to do like Ric Flair's last tour, like doing that. <laughs> Weekend Canadian destroyers with his corpse. 
Yeah, weekend at Bernie's kind of thing. <laughs> Draping him over on the down to the couch, <laughs> lifting the ass. But that's kind of what happened in that match where he beat him, where they had the figure four leg lock on and nobody actually won, but everyone was like, oh, Rick, you won. It, it, it's just, it's, uh, it's, it's horrible. It, it's just, it's, it's disgusting. It really is. It's, as you said, it's the most carny thing in the world and nobody has the taste to come in and go, no. Well, look, for all we could give out about him, your man is, what is he, 70 now? Rick Flair. Yeah, older. Uh, 73. 73. Right. So for all we can give out about Ric Flair being 73, it is 2022. Colin, We're still Con- talking Colin, about him. Conrad, is his, Conrad Thompson is, is his son-in-law. Holy Christ. This gets worse. You're like, are these, know what it is. These two guys, I'm saying it now. Obviously, this is a conspiracy theory, so break your tinfoil Ohio. These two guys are trying to get him killed for whatever money's left. It's a conspiracy. <laughs> a C-O-N-spiracy. Uh, I don't know that. Uh, uh, no matter how much money he has, it's going to be split between twelve wives. You know? <laughs> I t- oh, no, that's going to count one, two, go three, far. four, five. There's five of them. These, that's like a, they could have a Survivor Series match. There's a Survivor Series team there. <laughs> Whose oh. wives would they go up against? I don't know. But, I mean, you can have a team of them. Like you have like the Bellas and a few others. Like there you go. There's a match. Do that. Put Rick's career on the line for the fifth, sixtieth time. Oh, Rick, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing, buddy? Seriously. Oh man. Yeah. Well, he's not the only sort of a blast from the from the past that's uh, sort of been really making headlines. The past I'm still, week sorry, or so. I'm, I'm still on over this. This is. Uh... Oh, you're still on. No, no, I'm still <laughs> over this. I, just, I was I just trying can't... to do a. Try to do a segue into the Triple H stuff, but we, just, we can we can do a full hour on Flair. <laughs> it's just, oh man! Here, am I am I am I alone? Like again, I I know I know you know. Anyone listen? Am I alone on this? Am I overreacting? Because I just want to know. Is like, is this where we are as like a society where we do, watch? Do you know what I think happen? it is? What? If this had happened any other year, everyone would be reacting the same way you are. But given what has happened wrestling in the past year, Fair. people people are like, Fair. oh, R- Ric Flair's having his, his last match, but not his last match at 73, headlining his own pay-per-view event with Jim Crockett Promotions. Yeah, sure, throw it on the pile, along with Vince McMahon quitting and the AEW rising and COVID and empty arena matches. and throw Can, it we, on go, the pile, can we go back else. to the empty arena matches? Because, you know, I missed the empty arena matches. Of this we're going Again, everyone's sitting there. If I had bought a ticket for that, I would have been like, I want my money back and the police need to be called. I need to watch the murder happen. Like, yeah, <laughs> so ridiculous. Anyway, right, go on. We do a transition. So Triple H, the game. Yes. Is able to have all the belts and yet he doesn't. That shows restraint. He, that shows he, he finally category. is. He finally is truly the game. But here's the thing. I was actually listening to, uh, I was listening to Going in Raw before we we went on, and um, Becky Lynch apparently did a shoot where she was saying, um, you know, things are just so much better. Like, genuinely, people feel happy there. <laughs> you know, Bianca and um, the oh, boss, Sasha, are not Sasha coming back, they're talking yeah. about coming back, and you're just like, yeah, well, why wouldn't they? <laughs> the, yeah. You know, the main reason they left is kind of gone now you know and it seems like 
all these changes are happening. And it wasn't like SummerSlam was a really weird show because, yeah, while it was still WWE, a lot of the goofy stuff was gone. And we talk about this, and even watching Raw and SmackDown, the commentators are just better. They're just like people. And a lot of the weird things that would happen on the show don't. And you're just like, wow, this is actually like really good. <laughs> it's just, it's just well, yeah, I mean, like, just make imagine, it better. Imagine you're on the podcast here, you know, trying to talk to people. <clears throat> so on on in one ear, you're you're listening listening to your own feedback, like you know, talking to the audience now, and the other ear, I'm going, All right, now tell them that this is the only podcast made for wrestling fans who don't hate wrestling anymore. Say it, say it. But don't say the word podcast. Use don't say podcast. <laughs> use, po- use radio a, show. A, audio entertainment. <laughs> audio un- entertainment structure. <laughs> Like uh, yeah, it's like yeah. I can only imagine what that was. That the hell that Michael Cole <laughs> went through for twenty years, poor man. But it seemed like when when, when during the main event, <laughs> you could actually really just hear it where they were just killing it. It was fantastic, and you're just like, man, where was this for twenty years? And then you know where it was. Obviously, Vince was there screaming. Here, at doesn't them. it just doesn't it just go to show if. If McMahon had been gone at any stage in the past, you know, 15 years or so, mm. um, or if they had kept this level of effort or energy after the WCW buyout, like, you, you wouldn't have AEW. Like, it just, there would have been no need for an alternative to to raise. No, and, and like even, even when WWE created their own alternative with NXT, which NXT was pretty much, you know, proto AEW. It was everything that people wanted, like legitimately, you know. Yep. And Vince was like, "Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> no." And then you're just like, "Whoa, okay." Well, it's ne- it was never going to be anything different. It was it was pretty much going to be what it was up until that was it. Now the interesting thing about it is, so I have heard two things. I've heard the conspiracy theory. Which follows along your conspiracy theory that Nick Khan is actually trying to position everyone to buy WWE to 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 rise in WWE basically and to get it to sell, but that's a crazy conspiracy. I will link it in the description. I'll try to find it. It's uh, can't remember who it is. It's like Wrestle Wrestle Graphics or something. I can't remember. Well, my 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 theory isn't necessarily to do with a sale. My theory was to do with um, uh, with other people in the in that board mm. kind of uh, angling Vince McMahon out, but now. I've, I've slightly changed that theory. Now I think, um, given that he is, after all, the cerebral assassin, I think those allegations were made by Hunter. I think he's Maybe. the wrestler who, who Triple H forced to. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I think Triple H is the wrestler who Vince McMahon forced to um, pleasure him unless he, no, he wanted that, his contract. That, that was a, a storyline. Do you remember the, the Kiss My Ass Club? Oh God! Yeah. Oh, hold, on. hold on! If, it, Actually, if this ever comes to like a trailer or anything, like you just have this play. <laughs> like I mean, look with that with that stuff. Like oh, we are joking, but I mean, when you are watching the show or when you go back to it, I mean, the stuff Vince has done on television <laughs> is unbelievable, and we haven't even covered half of it because we've been. It'll be like a. It'll be like Lisa Simpson when she's uh, when the news is using that picture of Homer doing the Russian dance with the vodka. She goes, I told him that photo would come back to haunt him. But I mean, where do you start? Do, do you go with the Trish Stratus barking like a dog? Yeah. Do you go with the HLA? 
do you go with um it, it'll be Stephanie going I told him that entire decade would come back to haunt him like well Stephanie getting battered in the the I quit match was probably the most brutal match I've ever seen where Vince crucifies her for 15 minutes I mean which <laughs> which is it like you know oh man WWE it's you have to hand it to whoever stuck out to you know stuck with it though to be fair the pure madness of the place where they basically have Vince who is an absolute dictator ruling by decree despite the fact that everything's gone on and now with, with him gone like a week the product has gotten so much better and watchable purely by just changing a few things like Finn Balor's back for some reason he's been gone for ages disappeared out the back and he just shows up and you're like oh man hey he was hanging out with Wicklow for ages he had the temerity to get injured. <laughs> Vince never forgave him for it. No. <laughs> Literally, like, yeah. that, that was it. He was being pushed as first universal, universal champion. champion. Yeah. He was going to be huge. He got injured. And it wasn't even like a, like it was bad injury, but it wasn't, you know, he no, wasn't was going to be in the torn, shelf torn for, for years or anything. Yeah, like, it was a torn, torn peck, yeah. Vince just never forgave him for it. Like, that was yeah, it. He just To be fair, that match... That was SummerSlam four years ago, four or five years ago. That was a that was a great match with Seth Rollins. That's when Seth Rollins was doing his injury tour. He was injuring yeah. everybody. Um, <laughs> <laughs> really was. I mean, he racked up some amount of injuries and that's crazy. But, uh, you know, the fact that Finn showed up and, you know, yeah, fair enough, the Mysterios won, or the Mysterio and uh, Guerrero won. He's looking so like Eddie. Holy hell. Like, Dominic is just... <laughs> Are we are we going to stop pretending that, or are we going to acknowledge it eventually? Because he even cuts his hair like him now. You're like, man. Do you think man. of the are the are the leading up to like maybe that's happening on purpose? And maybe leading up to some sort of he he's my pappy kind I mean, of I mean, storyline. It's it's like that. If I was booking it, that's what I would do because it's like really looks like him now it's kind of scary <laughs> you're like oh this is a funny joke and it's like not a funny joke anymore you know it's just like this is probably happening but um yeah so obviously you know they still lost but that was to set up the return of edge right yeah so i think we're gonna see finn versus edge and that's gonna be pretty cool and maybe that will go to the to a belt or something at some point but um it, what really shook me about the, what really shocked me about this show, SummerSlam, and Raw and SmackDown. Even well, SmackDown's always been the more watchable show. It's the fact that Raw doesn't feel like a punishment anymore. See, I I didn't watch it. Um, oh man, it was literally like when, when you go to hell, all they have is Raw from <laughs> 2010 up until you know, but see, and that's so it. I I like I've been a wrestling fan for so long. Like for me, there have been so many false stones with WWE, so many promises of a new era, so many times that all oh, things are going to change, blah, blah, blah. And you get drawn back in and you watch it and and it's it breaks your heart all over again. So like, I mean, after 15 years of that, like even though McMahon's gone and it, it is different from all the other times, it, it's, it's not enough for me. I, I'm going to need a sustained period of people saying, no, this is actually good now for for me to even consider like getting back into WWE. I here's the thing. If Triple H wasn't 
head of creative. I would agree with you. I'd be like, yeah, man, it's... And even still, what, give it six months and it'll probably be as good as NXT. Or the ratings will collapse and he'll be fired and then end up, end up in AEW, which is the conspiracy theory that I've heard. <laughs> and I don't know if that's true or not. Um, but we'll see. I mean, if that happens, Vince, uh, not Vince, actually, if Vince up in AEW, would be the best Oh, thing my ever. God. Be That'd hilarious. Be... <laughs> would not that be the power move to Paul? Oh, man, it'd be so funny. But the conspiracy is that Triple H will eventually uh, go to AEW and Vince will start up NWA. <laughs> and I'm like, I mean, that's some. Te- I'm going to put that in the description of the show because that's some theory. And if it happens, I mean, give that man some well, look, money because why? Wrestling fans are a are a rare breed. Like, like <laughs> there's there's still people and and not a small number. Uh, there's still a. A large number of fans out there, well, I say out there on Twitter, who uh, who are blindly and genuinely convinced that it's still a work, that you know Vince is going to come out at the Royal Rumble, or all these allegations are going to pass. What's and he going to do? He's going to win come it? Out at WrestleMania win the Rumble? Is that <laughs> the win I, the Rumble? Again. You, you say that, but did he just have a match at WrestleMania in March? Oh, that's, a, that's a fair point. That's actually, you know, you know we're, what? We're sitting that's... here giving out about Ric Flair. Vince McMahon just had a match. Ah, uh, yeah, but Vince, like, Vince looked looked imposing, you know? I don't know, man. I... The dark side of the ring are probably sitting there pulling their hair out going, what are we going to do? <laughs> there isn't enough time. There isn't, <laughs> enough, there isn't oh, enough tape. <laughs> the next season and a movie and probably another <laughs> season is just going to be this story Vince McMahon in general and the rest and it's like you know because you know liable and slander and stuff are all things that are things right so you can't just claim them there has to be some kind of basis even if it isn't comedy so they're probably waiting to see how this all levels out but if it does man everything they have is thrown out the window like we don't care about this indie wrestler Vince and that's what it's gonna be I want to see the movie that they made but with all the new stuff in it you know, where it's a gritty trailer rather than, you know. It'll have to, it'll have to be um, after he dies. Because uh, I remember listening to an interview with uh, Dave Meltzer. Right. And he, he was saying, I have been approached by so many publishing companies over the years. Like, it happens, he says, every six months, I get mm. approached by a publishing company who want me to write, like, the unauthorized book on Vince McMahon. And he says he absolutely will not do it. Because he has all the stories and all that, but he says McMahon is so litigious. He's extremely like, litigious. Unless yeah. you could every single lane in it, unless you could back it up um, with, with you know verifiable evidence, every single lane he'd tie you up in court for the rest of your life. And like they've come to Meltzer with you know big piles of money um, to to do this, and he says every time he just refuses. It is not. He says firstly that like the amount of time and how to take over your life for the next couple of years. Um, and then it might not even get published. Like, that's the thing, you know, you just, you just don't know. And I would say that's probably what the dark side of the ring folks are having as well. You know, where Vince would probably just do that. And, you know, you have to protect your image, but again, if they start, if this stuff does come out and it is proven, and obviously there's, I would say there's more coming because you don't just walk away like this. Oh yeah, 
you know, there has been more coming. And again, like we don't know. We're we're recording this on the, the 5th of August 2022, you know, and the rest of the world is so wild right now that you just don't know, you know. Um, but it is funny actually. So watching the WCW show, they keep making references to the new owner, right? And obviously it's a storyline. But then a month later, WWE actually buy them. <laughs> so yeah. that's what happens. And I mean, there is precedent for this where it's like the wrestling world changes overnight. And that's kind of what happened here. So look, it, it is. It's on, so, it's, it's on par with it. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I, that that is how important this is. That's how important this earth shattering um, thing is, you know sort of periods or the three big notable events if you were going to do like a you know like a short history of pro wrestling mm. it is Vince deciding to expand taking that decision to you know ignore the long-held rules of the territories and to expand beyond his own boundaries yeah it is Vince buying WCW and it is Vince retiring those those are the three big things and maybe Maybe depending, because it's far too early to say now, depending on how big it gets in the future, maybe the launch of AEW. But again, yeah. it, like we're we're years away from knowing, like just what sort of like, like they've been incredibly successful for the first three years, but in terms of being the, you know, the industry defining figure that Vince McMahon is like. We're years away from knowing how significant AEW are actually going to be. Mm. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's a very good point to to kind of have that because, yeah, we can make jokes, we can laugh, we can, but at the same time, I don't even think, because even as it was happening, when the, when, when WC will be closed down and it will easy to be closed down first, then WC will be closed down, people still didn't really understand what that meant. And I think this is another kind of case of it where we are so blindsided by the fact that it happened and Vince didn't yeah. die, which I think everybody was like, yeah, he's not going anywhere until it does. You know, now it's like, oh, well, OK, WWE's still going on, you know, and it's just it's such a shock to the system in every way where, you know, we did that podcast also. Apologies to everybody on the podcast. I did the best I could to try and save the audio. Turns out my mic wasn't up high enough. That's our fault. That's I, I told you. Oh, right. <laughs> it was so it was so last minute. We were not going to do a show that there was audio problems. So I did try to say it. it. Took me four hours to edit that show. Oh God. So I hope you guys appreciate it. <laughs> I didn't want to. I, I didn't want to subscribe I didn't want, to our Patreon. Well, that would be nice, actually. That's you know <laughs> that would be really nice if you guys did. There is the link at uh, theresingroy.com. You know you can show some money. That'd be nice. Um. Anyway. So yeah, look. Let's get into this. In the time we have yes. left. Overall, I thought it was a very decent show. Not the best show in the world. Not by a long shot. But also, compared to what we were used to, and compared to what it could have been like, um, it was very good. Um, yeah. You know, I so I'm going to give you the floor, Martin, to kind of uh, give your thoughts. Like, uh, you know, uh, uh, there were some bad points. I hope I said that. Uh, um, some things that surprised me, Logan Paul being as good as he was, very surprising. Um, but yeah, what did you think? Well, look, so with WWE shows, you you kind of grade them on a curve. 
So this was a very good WWE show overall. Like if you were just judging it purely as a pay-per-view, I thought it was slightly above average pay-per-view. Um, I thought it had a, a really good opener and a really good main event. And everything else in the middle was kind of meh, but nothing was like egregiously offensively bad. So Becky Bianca, great match. Obviously, uh, <laughs> Reigns and Lesnar was just ridiculous, but in the best possible way. Um, but I mean, as for the main body of it, I mean, Pat McAfee and Logan Paul, celebrity matches don't really do anything for me. Uh, Judgment Day, I just, I'm not really into them. Uh, you had two matches then, the Lashley match and the Ronda Rousey match. They were kind of too short to actually really judge them to be anything. And then the Usos and the Street Profits. And I say this as someone who doesn't even watch WWE. <laughs> I, I cannot you know, see yeah. those two effing teams yeah. fight each other yeah. ever again. It, no. I, I looked up in Cage Match. They have, in the past year, fought each other 12 times. Yeah. And the match is the I, same match. And it's a good match. And they're both two great teams. And I'm not in any way putting them down. But if you give me... Kenny Omega and Brian Danielson 12 times. I'm going to get sick of it. I... The thing about it is, though, Double J showed up as the special guest referee. <laughs> and I popped. Didn't even hit anyone with a guitar. I know, right? I was like, where was it? Did you not? Did you run out of them? I'm going to Skype them here and be like, Jeff, what's going on? Like, legit. It's... I mean, it's so funny. We're watching WCW where that's all he did. <laughs> he doesn't come out and do it. And it's like, what are you doing? Like, Multiple times a show, multiple times a match. <laughs> like, do you remember the, the one we reviewed a while back where it was the three tiered cage and yep. the third tier on the cage was just the just walls guitars. just had all guitars? Yeah. Like, and wouldn't that have been brilliant? Like, surely, because the guitars are made of bloody, like, little more than papier mache, like, even Ric Flair probably could have taken a, a guitar shot, you know? Well, I mean, here's the thing. They should have worked that into the match, actually. That was, was there, was there, I, cause I haven't seen it yet. No, was there, there wasn't. No, there no wasn't guitar shot. No, no, no. Uh, well, here, but here's the, I, there, I think the reason why they're not doing the Double J guitar spot in WWE is because he didn't really do that in WWE. I mean, he may have done it yeah. once or twice, but didn't really do it. Um, it wasn't until he got to WCW where it was ridiculous, and then a the TNA where it was even more ridiculous, where that's just how every match ended. Um... So yeah, maybe that's what he had. But I mean, seriously, that's what they should have done. They should have had Double J, you know, whoever won this match starts fighting with him and then he gets the guitar and, you know, cowboy plays and... Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, something, but um, but anyway, look, it, it wouldn't have mattered because... I like Double J. Double J is great. The, 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 the Usos and the Street Profits, I just didn't want to see it again. Now, look, I didn't <laughs> want to see Reigns and Lesnar again, but they went to such ridiculous lengths well, that look, even, even I had to admit it was, uh, it was I, really I, good. I agree with you. Um, a lot of this match was very snore. You know, it was stuff we'd seen before. The opener wasn't very good. Uh, Logan Paul surprised me, but I don't like celebrity matches as well. Um, Bobby you, you, didn't, you didn't like uh, uh, Bianca and Becky? I've seen it far too much. Oh, yeah. I mean, it wasn't bad. I've seen it far too much. That's the problem. It's the issue with WWE, isn't it? Like, but it's the thing. WWE, you know, now that there is the 
you know the ability you know Triple H has obviously going to hire a bunch of people back and not fire them at, at, at well you know. I mean Nick Khan still has the he does but, the, like, but the, yeah but they also need people to do matches and they haven't got them you know I mean I have heard I have heard talk that um, Triple H is going to do some signings um, for yeah. free agents so I heard that during the week um, I don't know who well, what do you so. think becomes of um, NXT? Okay, so I've heard two separate. So because heard... the, the 2.0 thing seemed like a direct F you specifically, personally to him. Yeah. So I've heard two separate things. Uh, one, they're going to keep it as it is, but kind of find that middle ground, which actually probably wouldn't be too bad if they kind of tone it back and it's just a show that has a different look. I've, but then I've also heard that could, you could just scrap it and put something else on it. I mean, like it's still early days again, and we probably won't get those major changes until the backstage stuff has been done. Like the word wrestling is now allowed being said in WWE. Finally, wrestling. It took 22 years for the word wrestling to be allowed be, be said in WWE. Last time it was said, Joey Styles was cutting a promo about it <laughs> in 2006. So I think. Give it six months and we'll see what, what's probably going to happen. But what I would imagine, it'll probably go back to being an indie promotion with a better television deal. And it becomes a feeder system then for WWE. Which, and for AEW actually as well, because a lot of AEW guys were in NXT as well. So um, I think the day, I think 2.0 was probably not long for this world, honestly. Um, but it's still early yet. God, I don't, um, I don't, I just don't see, well, the only thing that would change it is, I, I was about to say, I don't see 2.0 getting like a, a, a big TV renewal deal. I can't see any company like really wanting to renew it. But uh, the only thing is maybe Triple H does what McMahon used to do, which is basically he used to tell them, well, you, you take 2.0 or you take NXT as part of, to deal with raw like yeah if you don't take it you don't get raw you know yeah so. and, and that's what will probably happen you know like now i have heard rumors which i do put stock in well i've been saying it for about two and a half years WWE's getting bought now what they're saying is again disney looks like it's going to be disney could be a big one viacom which is owned by disney yep. um paramount or nbc they're the big names that i have heard in several sources um not not Peacock. Well, NBC is Peacock. Oh, NBC is Peacock. Yeah, That's yeah. right, yeah. Um, but Disney makes the most sense because, I mean... Disney... Well, that'll be a big that'll be a big thing for their Disney Plus. Exactly. Now, here's the thing. So, I was listening to someone talk about it as well. And they're saying that when UFC was bought, it was a similar kind of thing. UFC was bought and their infrastructure was leveraged to make it UFC, right? But they left everything still there. It wasn't run by anyone from from the from Sufa. It was just they just leveraged their, their. So I would imagine that's probably what would happen. Triple H will still be left there. They'll leave everyone who's who knows how to do it, but they'll just leverage it on. Because imagine like the like the boon Disney Plus would get would be huge, and that's who if I was you know I would want that because imagine just having that where you can and remember dude. Wrestling and Disney, it's not too far away. WCW was in Disneyland, literally in Disney World, sorry, 
for about five, ten years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's WCW not, shows used to. Yeah, that's right. And where's NXT? It's in Florida. It's not outside the realm of possibility that that could happen. Will it happen? I don't know, but it could. You know, it's it, we still don't know. And like this show, SummerSlam. If you haven't seen it, do watch it. The main event is super fun. Like it, it really is it, wild. <laughs> it's real. and, and look, they had to they had to do something insane yeah. to uh, like I said to make me care about uh, another. Another Reigns Lesnar match. Well, you um, know, at the end of it, like, not only, like, basically, <laughs> Reigns has to kill Rock, puts two <laughs> announce tables on him and the stairs, and still Rock is moving, you know? So it's. it's the only thing about you know? it is with him being Farmer Brock and coming out in the tractor and all that, whenever he does return to WWE, I want him to come out to. um Marty Moans hit the death. I want that to be his his anthem's music. I I did think that was a nice touch. Where <laughs> you're in Tennessee? Yeah, oh, I guess it makes sense. Um, that, if I had been in Iowa, but it would have made more sense. But you know, Tennessee, fair enough. Like, okay, actually, Tennessee, Music City, right? Again, Double J should have used the guitar. It just it it was it just made there. too much sense. It was just there, so. I mean, I, the, the next show is the Cash at the the Castle. Is that right? Yeah, that's Clash at the Castle. Yeah. Actually, two of my friends are going to it, and I'm like, "Well, how much you pay? You pay uh, four hundred euro for a ticket?" Oh God! And I was like, "Whoa!" For what two it, matches? What? No, thank you. <laughs> thank what do you, you? What do you think happens there? Do you think they they keep it on reins? Do they? So I heard some people saying that what they think will happen is they'll put it on Drew. For mm-hmm. the, for the sort of the, the hometown pop. Even though somebody needs to explain to America that Wales and Scotland are not only separate countries, they're separated by an entire other country. <laughs> <laughs> Drew is not from friggin' Wales. Close um, enough. <laughs> um, but this is coming from the US, where people talk about Europe, like <laughs> like you Europe's walk a country. Walk there. Walk there. Uh, but yeah, well, what do you think happens? Do you think they put it on him? Do you think yeah, they put it on him I, for the for the hometown pop and then maybe take it off him? So here, here's the one for you, right? So this is the first pay-per-view in the UK since 2003 Insurrection, right? <sighs> the first one. And I remember when Insurrection was on all the time, or and Rebellion. I always loved the Rebellion logo. I thought that was super cool. Yeah, so I remember it. So this is a big deal, right? And I think this is very similar to Beast of the East where... Um, Finn won the belt. Sorry, when uh, Finn beat Brock. Um, I think it's a similar kind of thing. So we probably will see that, and it will be it. It will be the first time, and the first chink in that armor, really, of taking down this edifice that Finn's created, where the glass ceiling was cut made of concrete or marble, right? And now it looks like if because look, what's the point in having Roman Reigns holding the two belts now. Well, that that's like doesn't make any sense. That that's the question. Like he's he, so he's been champion for two years. He mm. has both belts. Yeah, he's taken by all accounts. He's like uh, you know working on a massively reduced schedule now and yeah. taking some time off in the future. Like you've built him up to be this like impossible, you know, unbeatable character. 
he kind of created a rod for your own back. Like, yeah, like they like, have. I, I, I would be more concerned if Roman Reigns walks out with the belt. If he I walks mean, out with the belt, then I'm like, what did he do? He could, because like, like I know you're saying it's the first match they've had in Britain for you know since uh, insurrection, but um, I mean you also got to remember that they look at international matches, you got the Saudi matches, you got the big like uh, super showdown Australia and all that. They look at them as glorified house shows. In some cases, Beast from you the know. East wasn't that. And they gave Finn his big return there. It was funny that it was in Japan where he, you know, rather than in Ireland. But yeah, this well, is. Well, I suppose Japan was very. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it was actually really cool how he did it. But this. This isn't the throwaway pay per view. I don't even think this is on the same level as Insurrection. I think this is its own thing. This is a proper. A I think prop. this is a. Yeah. Yeah. They probably won't do it every year, but they probably will do something. And maybe even. Maybe even this is a test. Or consolation to look, we're not going to bring SummerSlam over, but it is the first time WWE has been in a major stadium. Like this, dude, this isn't a house show. This isn't something they're going to throw away. This is a serious thing they're actually trying to do. Now, what I'm more concerned about, quite frankly, there's two matches announced. Should probably have more than two matches announced at this point, but I, I think, I think when when is it? Third of September. They have a month. Okay. Oh, so yeah. Okay, they have a month, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not 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 the end of the world. It's not super close, but I would uh, I would rather they have something rather than just two. But then again, there is no other pay per view after this. Uh, Extreme Rules isn't until October, so it's its own thing, man. It's a big stadium show. You know. Yeah. I, but at least we won't see some stupid dragon anyway. It looks terrible. Because you know that's what they were going to do if Fence was there, some CGI dragon on the way in. I wouldn't like the production. The production people are still the production people. Like uh, for now, Kevin Dunn, Dunn is, Dunn Dunn is, is almost still done there. It. Just about. He's he's on his way out as well. I'd imagine. So that's probably one of the changes that's going to happen. Because you know the lack of weird CGI things in SummerSlam was very nice. I, my eyes weren't offended every time I was watching the screen. If if this had happened. Three years ago, like I'd have been so all in with this stuff because I was still clinging to the edges of WWE, still at that. Oh, maybe it'll get better. Maybe it'll get better. Well, now we know why it didn't because Vince didn't want it oh, to get better. Sure we knew that all along. Well, it was. It's confirmed now. I mean, but, it's, um, like, it's it is confirmed. Like it was never going to change, no matter what happened. Like those you know? those CGI. I hate those CGI entrances so, so much. I really hate them. Um, yeah. But I, I don't know, like the thing for me now is that, you know, it's the it's the ex-girlfriend coming back to you after you've moved, moved on. It's, nah, I've, you know, I found someone better. <laughs> but see, here's the thing, and I, I understand what you're saying, and you are correct, but it's Triple H that's running it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, now, yeah. what they should do. I, I still haven't forgiven him for his part in the Montreal Screwjob, though, so... <laughs> <laughs> what they should do, and I think would be very, very cool. And again, the groundwork... Brett will ha- forgive him before I forgive him. The groundwork has been laid a little bit by this. Yeah. By having AEW guys show up on Raw for the John Cena thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do something with AEW. I, 
I don't think so. I I genuinely think there could be. Like, why wouldn't there be? Why wouldn't they do like a, you know, something where they do like a little show or whatever? I mean, why not do on NXT NXT versus AEW? I I I just don't see it happen. I don't see whatever about Triple H. I just don't see Can or Stephanie McMahon or the board of directors at all agreeing to it. It's something like fans would want. Fans would go crazy for. They would go just, crazy. It would be one of the biggest pay per views of all time, and yeah. not, obviously not an invasion show because that's terrible. Don't do not do that. But it would it would be a chance to sort of right the wrongs of invasion, you know, to yeah. make up for that. I, ju- have- I just don't see it. Um, I don't see that they would. They would look at AEW as the smaller company, and they go, "Why are we going to promote them? Like, why would like what yeah. if their guys come on and are actually awesome and they do mm-hmm. amazing matches and they get massively over with their crowd? Like, like there are some guys in AEW who would just so they do brilliant in AEW." they just would be able to be lifted and put right into WWE. So obviously we saw it with Cody. MJF would be a big one. Orange Cassidy. If Orange Cassidy ever walked out onto a WWE uh, stage, like the place would lose its mind. Well, what I was well, what I was coming from, I wasn't even coming from AEW guys proper. I was coming from some of the guys they lost. Because what, what, uh, what Tony Khan, not Tony Khan, the other guy, other Khan. Nick, Nick no, Khan. Sorry, it is Tony Khan. Nick Khan is Tony Khan. So yeah. Tony Khan was saying was he's like he's surprised that people are saying oh people are going to leave who are in three or four year contracts and that's true. A lot of WWE guys can't leave because sorry ex WWE guys in in AEW are in these multi year contracts. They can't leave, right? Yeah. But the president has been set with Forbidden Door and also has been set by having to be fair play to Tony Khan to allow. Guys who are on who are contracted to WWE, contracted AEW on WWE, and let's not forget as well, the Royal Rumble this year, Mickey James. Yeah, at the time, Impact Women's Champion showed with the belt and her music and her Impact music. It's like I don't know. I am I saying are they going are they going to go out and have a long feud? No, but there could be some expedition matches. Chris Jericho comes back for a night with Judas. Um, you know, you have uh, Daniel Bryan coming back as Bryan Danielson. Like, there are things that can be done. Shield reunion could be done with Moxley. <laughs> like, these are all things that they could do. Why not? Like, Vince isn't going to freak out. And if, if it does a huge buy, all right. But what I am seeing here is what I, if Roman Reigns is dethroned, at this pay-per-view. And obviously we'll cover it. Um, I think everything is possible. Because again. <laughs> Reigns was not losing this belt anytime soon. He was probably going to carry that up until The Rock beat, beat him at WrestleMania. Probably next year. If not the year after. Because that's what the plan was. The Rock yeah. versus Roman Reigns. I wonder if that will even still. I doubt it. I really doubt it. I really do. I like, yeah. But the, the only... that, was, that was the plan. The only thing I would caution is, and, and I've seen this from people online, like people are acting like Triple H coming in now is like this is the savior. Everything's going to change. Everything's going to be amazing. And I, 
<laughs> like I say, I'm, I'm speaking as someone who has had however many years of experience of promises of new dawns and that. Um, and I would just, I would caution people about being overly optimistic. No, and I, I agree with you. And that's why I'm saying six months, you'll start seeing big yeah. changes, right? And I agree with you. And, and if in six months, people are still saying good things, yeah, I, I tune into Raw. Yeah, I think you know? I, I think that would be a pretty good barometer. Right now, from what I hear, you know, you can read the Observer or listen to Figure Four. Uh, so you know, you can listen to the uh, Observer online as well. And from what all the backstage stuff is, it seems like big changes are happening. All right, they're just not on the screen yet because the whole thing is being gutted basically from the inside and being rebuilt. And some of it is coming out on screen as far as like the commentary is the biggest, the biggest example of it. That commentary is some of the best commentary I've heard in WDB in years, decades, literal decades. The last time I heard commentary that good, uh, Joey Stiles was there. And before that, Paul Heyman and, um, Finn, that, that, uh, that's, Paul such, Heyman and that's such a big thing because like one of the major things that put me off was. I I couldn't listen. I, no, I I would always have yeah. it on mute. I would always have it on mute. Yeah. I okay. Full disclosure. When I was watching SummerSlam, I had it on mute, and then someone else. I was watching a review of it, and someone was like, "Oh, the commentary is great." I rewatched it with commentary. Yeah. And it it's was because for years it was so galling. It was yeah. so fake and robotic, and yeah, you gotta get this you know corporate catchphrase in and you gotta box get like the... Stru- the box like structure it just puts it into <laughs> put it in sharp relief how bad it actually was you know uh but then again you know when you have someone shouting down in your ear and if you don't say it, you're gonna get fired or whatever i mean yeah, we probably do you know what michael cole probably did get a lot of undue hate that probably wasn't his fault directly you know um, and i always hated him just because I couldn't listen to him, but again, you know it's... what? You know what? I'm glad though. Actually, here's what's weird: Michael Cole and Taz, when Paul Heyman was working with them, was always fantastic. So, and then when he did the show, uh, the Women's Evolution show, and even the the Cruiserweight Classic, that was brilliant too because he didn't have that. So there were these flashes, but it really does kind of show. We're like, whoa, you know, at least near the end of. Mike Cole's career, he's getting like he's actually getting just away. He's like, it wasn't me. <laughs> it was this crazy well, here, old man speaking, shouting at me. Speaking of, it's just funny that you bring up um Taz. Speaking of Taz and new beginnings and all that, AEW seems to be entering a new sort of phase. Don't so actually, yeah. Taz is now, you know, he was big on rampage and and uh, dark and elevation. Taz is now full time dynamite commentator. Jim Ross comes out for the last hour of the show or for particularly big matches, stuff like that. Mm. So I don't know if he's been phased out or what. Um, they recently did. So you, you remember there was all those tweets from uh, Marco Stunt and Joey Janelle and that, that whenever their contracts were up, that they didn't get, uh, like, um, there wasn't great communication from the office or anything like that. Mm. Apparently, AEW has restructured their whole um, talent relations department. Uh, they've brought in, uh, oh, what do you call your woman? Jordan Grace, is it, from Impact? Yes. No, not Jordan Grace. Oh, it is, is it? Yes, yeah. so apparently she's come in now um, uh, on the women's side of things and 
we seen on Dynamite during the week that um that the women's match, which quite often would get regulated to the kind of the second last match of the show, um, mm. come on in the first hour, and they had an absolute. I don't know if you've seen this week's Dynamite, but not yet. No, man, the the women's match is is Britt Baker and um Jamie Hater against uh Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm and they battered each other. I mean hell for leather. Um really? an unbelievable match. So it seems as well now I don't know, maybe this stuff has been like you don't do something like this in, in a week. Mm. Like it's obviously been in the works, but just coming the week after Triple H has taken over in WWE, you know, it seems like I know it just seems like everyone's stepping up the we'll game. Well, see, yeah. this is it, right? AEW were playing, were playing a game that nobody else was playing. They were playing against themselves, right? Because WWE didn't see them as a threat. They didn't care. They were just going to make money anyway, right? Now Triple H is there, and he goes, "Actually, I want to make this good." So now they're competing for the same fan base. Like the WWE fan base is always going to be there. It's always going to be group of kids who discover wrestling, watch it, and then grow out. Then there's fans who watch to their teenage years. There's fans like us who are lifelong wrestling fans, right? For instance, that last two group would may would mainly enamored by AEW, same same with Impact or whatever. But now the fact that there is that competition where Triple H is like, you know what? No, we're gonna, you know. It's going to be its own thing. So maybe that's why they're like, yeah, let's actually step this up. I'm going to go for it. And it's a good sign for AEW because, well, it's a good sign for both of them, to be honest with you, because the like, competition is what this was missing. Like, we're, we were watching, we, you know, this is what we do on the show. We watch Dadshu there, basically, and around that time period. And we were just about to go into the WWE shows in 2000, 2001. Uh, you know, the 2000 shows are fire because they were competing against WCW. And we might get that again, where AEW yeah. shows are just that much, that much better. WWE go back and reach the heights. And it might happen, it might not. But it's, no, cool, it's... it's cool that instead of what we were used to, where it was, you know, and I'm going to run down Impact here. Uh, you know, a TNA were, were in this same position. They were never taken seriously as a threat. And they would just do everything different to be different. And sometimes it worked like lockdown was cool. The six side ring was cool. Uh, the reverse spiral was not cool. The last right <laughs> match was not cool. You know, all this kind of nonsense. And it, it's, it's just a whole different kind of dynamic, but coming from the same area where it's like, right, we have this dynamic that's coming back. But for the longest time, we didn't have there, it. There's, there's two things I'm really looking forward to. Um, one of them is to, is a wee bit longer term, I suppose. I really want to see what happens at Ring of Honor. Um, like, it was cool. The, the buyout was cool. The two pay-per-views have been great. Both of them are great. But uh, Ring of Honor can't survive as a pay-per-view company. Um, and, you know, sort of Rampage is slowly becoming the Ring of Honor show. And it's it's kind of, it's starting to drag a little bit. On dynamite, so I'm really interested to see what happens with Ring of Honor. I think he, I think uh, Tony Khan 
kind of need to make a call on that pretty soon. Even if it ends up just being a an online show on you know some sort of AEW network or whatever. But you know what? Um, you know what though? On that point, that's actually what I could see happening. I could see that being the invasion show where it's Ring of Honor and NXT. Yeah, the kind of there's kind of a degree of separation there, kind of like a Cold War. Exactly, it's like a, a, a proxy kind of thing. Yeah, so that's that's one thing. I'm, I'm really interested to see what happens at Ring of Honor. The other thing I'm really interested to see is, so Clash of the Castle coming up in a month, right? So mm. we're obviously all coming off the, the Triple H news. People are in a bit of a high over it. You got this. I haven't stopped. I haven't stopped being on the high. <laughs> Everything uh, I've ever wanted. Now, if he comes out wearing all the belts, <laughs> um, you got this clash of the castle thing, and it has its own. I, I love the way you think I'm joking. Like no, no, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm laughing precisely because I know you're not joking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you got clash of the castle coming up. Like it's got its own level of novelty. Even the name yeah. clash of the castle. Like people tune in just to see what it looks like. It's in. It's part of real sets. Might it's be in. Thing. Oh man, that'd be. That that would be a huge thing if that. Like, that's like one thing AEW is massively missing out on. Yeah, the real sets. Like I know it's obviously costing probably double the amount, but it just adds so it, much. Well, the thing with AEW so is much. they're only doing four a year. Yeah. You know, put a bit into it. But anyway, so like Clash of the Castle has its own level of. Uh, intrigue and its own level of novelty and people tune in to see what it is the the test for me I think would be Extreme Rules so Extreme mm. Rules is the pay-per-view yes. after Clash of the Castle Extreme Rules is back to business as usual another monthly pay-per-view another three week build up to it that will be I think the real sort of first test of the Triple H era I think, I think Extreme Rules Will will be the one to watch. That's fair. That's a fair point, and I, I think we'll get the new, for want of a, for want of a word, the new status quo by that point. Um, to kind of see right what some of those big changes will have, have left quite an imprint on the show. Um, but look, obviously we're going to keep an eye on this. Uh, in between, obviously going back to what we do on the show, which is what wrestling for twenty years ago. Um. <laughs> Yes, we promise. Next week we're next back week, to absolutely WCW. back to WCW. Um, I, I don't know. It, it, you know, it's it'll be interesting. So, obviously, folks, we've launched a Patreon. Um, it is there. There's different tiers. Um, there's the basic tier just to support us, but then there's also other tiers as well to pick things we talk about. Uh, if you want us to do a list or anything like that as well, so that's all there. Please do go check it out. And listen, uh, I don't mean to be throwing threats around. But if people do not sign up to the Patreon, the next step is me and Dara starting an OnlyFans. So you don't want that, folks. Get, get you do not want that. No, you don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a proper threat. Like there you go. That's, so I'll yeah. I'll get him out. <laughs> you get enough whiskey in me, and I'll get anything out. <laughs> so there you go. You've been warned. Um, but if you don't want to support, if you don't want to pay, obviously the best way to do is just support the show. Tell everybody. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Tell people you hate. Go look. This podcast is great, and then they're like, you, you wasted their time. So tell them that. But uh, again, if uh, if you are at Comic Con, we're going to do more conventions. Um, with Nerd to Know Media as well so if you're coming to DCC come and check us out we're going to be doing the literally everything is wrestling panel 
this year is coming back. We'll probably do it again. Get Martin down from the north at some point. Or even if we do QCon, we'll do it up north. That'd be fun. Um, I'll, so. I'll vault over that Brexit border. I'll, <laughs> I'll get down. But I'll, uh, bring you, I'll bring you a load of six-county Tato. <laughs> <laughs> to the free state. <laughs> Oh my I god. Actually, actually, I prefer free state. Free state. <laughs> See, I feel bad now because I like Walker's crisps. Oh, yeah. not even Kings. No, Get no out. proper Walker's crisps. West Brit. That's it. <laughs> they have ready salted. What can I do? I can't. Uh, that's the problem. It's, I, I grew up with Lay's crisps in America and they're the same thing. So ah, there you it's, go, yeah. it's. I blame America. I blame America. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but um yeah and obviously we'll be back next week to talk about some WCW uh, stuff as well i have discovered the archive of shows all my interviews gone years back so interviews with rhino dixie carter jeff jarrett uh stone coast steve austin matt hardy etc they're all there i didn't know where they went they just i well i i nuked a hard drive by mistake and I found a backup of that. So I'm actually going to either put them on the True Penny channel to talk to James, or else they will go on the Nerd to Know Media. We'll rip them out at some point as well. And um, yeah, so there's lots of content coming. And um, yeah, we're going to be back next week here to talk about some WCW nonsense. Martin, before we get we get out of here, oh, is there anything you'd like to plug? New uh, Mario Kart DLC dropped today. Whoop, whoop. Very cool. Um, I'm actually I got a controller for my Switch because I have the light, but uh, I did get a controller because I can put it up and just kind of play it, you know, when it's sitting there. And nice. uh, new Graveyard Keeper DLC dropped, so that is a fun game. I'd recommend it. It's not wrestling related. You literally maintain a graveyard. Although we did Very miss fun. out on today, the whole uh, so Fight Forever is apparently the first AEW game. Apparently, is very close to being. To being launched and is coming to switch which i'm delighted to hear oh yeah well it's not graphic intensive it's uh yeah like the switch will well be able to handle that although i was playing the power ranger game today um which i play on the ps5 and it's built with unity and it was stuttering very diff very hard so Oof. i i'm like okay some fighting games it can handle but that one maybe not like i'll be interested to see like when it comes out what it's like but um at least it's coming out for the switch that's all, yeah, right? that's I didn't expect it. So, so but now, now, now I don't have an excuse to buy an Xbox. That's fair. Well, you could just buy one anyway and go. Oops, there you go. <laughs> well, you can play Cyberpunk. It, it's yeah. playable now, kind of. I was I was walking down the the street and I tripped and tumbled <laughs> into into CEX and my card fell out of my pocket and the I next thing I. And... Landed back here with a, an Xbox Series S. I mean, that's... Stranger things have happened. <laughs> Vince McMahon retired. So, I mean... You're there on. you go. Yeah, there if the girlfriend go. questions it, I'll just go, look, <laughs> the world's gone topsy-turvy. <laughs> Vince retired. McMahon's gone. <laughs> Ric Flair's a wrestling zombie. I accidentally bought an Xbox. It's just the way things are now. I don't even question things anymore. It's just the way it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, look, guys, we'll be back next week again. NerdToKnowMedia.com, TheWrestlingRewind.com, The True Page Channel, and, of course, Phoenix 92.5 FM. We'll talk to you next week here on The Wrestling Rewind. Bye, guys. Subscribe to my OnlyFans.
Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production.